Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world and whenever you are tuning into this video. My name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to another episode of Ruthless Talk. Last Thursday was all about AEW. Last Thursday was all about the premiere show of Collision, as well as Dynamite. If you guys missed that episode, make sure you guys go check that out now. But today, of our newly, I guess you can say, our updated podcast schedule, today is all about WWE. And in this case, it is Monday Night Raw from this past Monday, as well as Friday Night SmackDown last night as we are already brian it's crazy we just mentioned this like not too long ago we are a week away from money in the bank it's just like every single time it's like you come across (laughs) these pay-per-views it's just like good lord man it's just like what are we doing here every freaking time you blink there's a pay-per-view coming up but money in the bank is going to be uh next week and there will be a review for that show so make sure you guys stay tuned for that that's going to be on july 2nd on that sunday so make sure you guys stay tuned for that but today is going to be all about monday night raw and smackdown since we didn't do a monday night raw review tuesday we are going to merge that with smackdown today and of course like we mentioned about the announcement in regards to our new podcast schedule this is not going to be a full-on review of the shows or both of the shows these are just going to be of the main matches the main feuds the main topics that you guys i'm you know you guys want us to talk about and a lot of the wrestling world is talking about so we're just going to dive straight into this because there is a lot to get into this is a jam-packed juicy show for you guys today so let us dive straight into it let us start off with monday night raw from this past monday um and our first topic is of course is the judgment day along with Finn Balor and Seth Rollins. So I'm going to change things up a little bit. Brian, I'll have you start off uh, with, with this with, with this, opening, uh, this opening segment. And of course, uh, you know, as well as we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the main event that ended the night that involved Finn Balor, as well as the Judgment Day, because I have a lot, and I mean guys a lot. And if you follow me or follow us on TikTok, you guys know how I pretty much feel about this entire situation in regards to Finn and how this show went off the air. But Brian... I'll let you do the honors, my man. Your thoughts about how uh, the start, how this show started off, and you know the six man tag later on in this main event, man. The floor is yours. Take it away. Uh, yeah, um, I I like the way it started off, man. Um, you know, and and I like this, uh, you know, kind of I don't know what the word would you know would be vicious streak in in Finn Balor. Um, you know, I, I'm digging that, um, and you know. So, Unfortunately, I have to kind of tie it into Money in the Bank and this whole, you know, situation coming up. Like, um, while he's not my number one pick to win that, like, you know, I, I could see see a pathway. Or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, uh, not Finn Balor to win that, but but Finn beating Seth, um, and then we'll get into the Money in the Bank later on. But you know, from the outset of of, of when Seth won this. Um, you know, we had talked about briefly, you know, at the time he was doing a little little scene in the movies out in L.A., whatever. Um, but for me personally, I really am not anticipating a super long run uh, from Rollins here. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it wouldn't shock me if if uh, Finn Balor wins at Money in the Bank. It wouldn't shock me at all. Um, 
you know, maybe that's a little too soon, but like, really, I, especially with this work, workhorse, uh, you know, schedule going on and whatever Seth has going on outside, which really kudos to him, man, go, go do you thing, man. I mean, you, you know, you've earned this, you, you've made a name for yourself, like whatever it is, man, go, go do what you need to do as a, you know, you got a wife and kid and absolutely, man. So, um, yeah, I like the opening segment. Um, I'm, I'm into this feud. Um, it's still, it comes down to the Seth Rollins character for me. Like still, you know, he's kind of that in between, you know, face and heel still. It feels like he's, he's pulled back a little bit from the, you know, the height of his like jokerness crazy antic kind of stuff. Um, I think he's pulled back a little bit. Um, but yeah, man, overall, I, I dug the opening segment, man. Yeah. Before I get into the negatives about this this whole entire situation, I want to get into the positives real quick. The yeah, first yeah. thing I'm going to do is that I'm going to give a round of applause to Seth Rollins. Seriously. For this past NXT, this dude in his match against Braun Breaker, drew in over 950,000 viewers this past NXT. Um, Brian, as much as I can't stand this gimmick, <laughs> as much as I can't, I, I really don't like the character. Yeah, I have to right. give credit where credit is due. Um, this dude, if you honestly really think about it, and I hate to bring up AEW, but sometimes I do, this man outdrew CM Punk this week in, in yep. regards to ratings and bringing in a certain amount of hundreds of thousands of viewers for that NXT show going up against, you know, collision this week, as well as AW dynamite. So yeah. I got to give props where, where props is due for Seth. Of course, the match was tremendous. We talked about a little bit about that this past Thursday. So major props to Seth. So Absolutely. all of that being said, let me get into, into this segment. So, okay. First of all, I, and I agree with you, Brian. I, I like the fact that there's, Again, a pulse, right? There's a pulse finally to start the show. I said that in our Facebook group and I said that on our Instagram page, you know, not, not too long ago, you know, about how many times we've seen people like Cody Rhodes or your tag champs, right? Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, they'll come out, cut a promo and it's either the Judgment Day or an Imperium. They're going to come out there and it's going to lead to a tag match later the night every single fucking week, man. <laughs> and finally, there was something there was a little bit of sense of life finally in this show, thankfully. Um, and this show was pretty much to, you know, you know, hype up or pump up the judgment day for the most part, not just Finn Balor, but the, but the, the faction as a whole, for the most yeah. part, you know, you have Finn Balor doing a shtick with Rollins. He attacks him, you know, freaking beats the living shit out of him. May I add, he freaking gives him like not one, not two, but three coup de gras from the outside yeah. He yep. beats him up backstage. I'm like, okay, there you go. Like, this is this is how you get me, you know, as a fan who I might not have been on board with this from the start, but this is how you could get me on board with a feud leading into a pay-per-view. So there you go, right? So I, I, I give props where props is due there. You know, the Judgment Days, they're looking like a big deal. They were cutting a promo on top of the stage. I'm like, man, they're really... They're really pumping up the judgment, the judgment day here. You know, you got Rhea Ripley beating the shit out of Natalia. It's kind of sucks. You know, Natalia just being just 
pretty much a jobber at this point. It's it really is yeah. disappointing for Natalia. That, that's a different story for a different day with her. But but yeah, the Judgment Day actually looking like here's a crazy concept, guys. A dominant faction. <laughs> How about that, Brian? A faction yeah. is actually feeling like they're like a physical threat, you know? Right. Um, but then we get into the main event, man. And, 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 and how about this for a main event? Another six man tag, another fucking six man tag. This is what I put down, Brian. This is another main event that was lackluster. That was lazy. That was redundant. And it was fucking pathetic of how many times I need to see the same amount of people in the same fucking match every week. Every single freaking week, it's like freaking, it's like Groundhog, Groundhog's Day every freaking day. It's just like, you know, you wake up, it's Monday, what you expect, another six-man tag to end the freak, to end the show Monday Night Raw. It's pathetic. Yeah. And, to, and to top it off, the Judgment Day are the ones looking flat on their back, are, are flat on their back looking up at the lights. So everything they did... Up until the main event, they're they're looking dominant. They feel like a big deal. Finn Balor is beating up freaking Seth Rollins in, 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 in the ring and backstage. And at the end of the night, they're fucking losing. What Here, the fuck? Let me, let me even add something to that, man. Like that, which even makes it more so Kevin o, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, right? Like, we all know that they're they're not gonna be a long-term tag. They're they're gonna break up, you know, at some point, right? Right. And as subtle as little as it may have been, the seeds of that were were kind of planted last night. I, I feel with, you know, Sammy, like, you know, you, you know, you got to calm down. What do you call him? A rageaholic or whatever it was. Um, so I think that's kind of like the little start, the, the crack, you know, starting there. So you do that, right, with, say, with Sammy and KO while you're, you're, trying to build up judgment day, but then have them taking the L. Yeah. It just doesn't. I it's don't stupid, know, man. man. Cause like I, I mentioned, know. and I mentioned this before as well, cause you know, and I understand where you're coming from, Brian, in regards to the fact that maybe just maybe Finn Balor could beat Seth Rollins. Me personally, Brian, I don't see it happening because Seth Rollins, he just did win this title. Yeah. And we have seen this match before. You know, and that's why I can't really get that on board with it because we saw these exact two people going for this said title in the World Heavyweight Championship tournament. It's just like they're this company is trying so hard to just insult with our fucking intelligence. Like we haven't seen this match, we haven't seen these two in a singles match, or hell, even in triple threats, and the list goes on and on and on. But so, but clearly Seth Rollins is probably going, if I had to put my money on it, Seth Rollins is probably going to defend this title, right? And to be honest with you, Brian, as he should, but, but that's the unfortunate situation that, that, that we're in, you know, cause Finn Balor can't really afford to take this big of a loss, but, but right. here we are, right? So he's probably not going to win this title. Cody Rhodes is probably going to be Dominic. Would you say? Probably Brian, he's probably going to yeah, be Dominic yeah, for the for yeah, the most part. Yeah. And I'm yeah, and I'll even go as far as to here. say that Damian Priest, as much as I like Damian Priest and I, I want what and I want to see this dude escalate into a top star in the business, he's probably not gonna win the briefcase in, in the money in the bank ladder match. So wouldn't it make sense for you to go off the air to make this team look look like a fucking dominant faction and not look like fucking clowns at the end of the night? 
It doesn't make any fucking yeah. sense. Like, good freaking Lord. You know, and it's a six-man tag. It's the most redundant, lazy way. Oh, it's, and then I hear this excuse, Brian. Oh, well, James, you, the, the faces have to end the show, man. They have to end the show being victorious. Why? Why do the? Why does every? It's a house show. That's what you do at fucking house shows, bro. This is a this is a weekly televised show to tell a fucking story. Why does the crowd need to go ha- need to go home happy all the time? Like wh- yeah. like why is that? If you want that, then just go to a fucking house show. <laughs> it's it's the it's the weirdest fucking excuse I, I've ever heard. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't Lord, get that. Man. man, yeah, I mean, you you got to have a mixture of both. I don't mind that at all. Like, yeah, yeah um, I mean, of course, with the telling the story, of course, there's times where the faces will go off the air. Sure, you know, sure. ending ending a story or part of a story on top, of course. But but for the most part, you want your heels to feel like heels. You want yep. your heels to feel dominant, like a legit threat. The Judgment Day over the past several weeks have not felt as such. They just haven't. They yeah. they felt like a bunch of clowns. They say they're running Monday Night Raw. That's what mommy freaking Rhea Ripley says every week. And they're not doing that. So, yeah, like I, I got to, um, you know, I got to touch on money in the bank here, you know. So my heart is with LA Knight, man. Um, yeah. That, that's what I want to win. That's what I want to see win. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a story, and I think it could be a really good story if – like I said, Finn Balor beats Rollins and Priest wins money in the bank. It's not my first choice. It's not what I would, you know, again, LA Knight, man, God damn it. If he doesn't win this shit, man, like, ah, oh, I mean. I, I got a lot to say. I got a lot to say about LA Knight and that money in the bank briefcase in, yeah, in regards anyways, to Logan so, Paul. So getting, back to, getting back to this, but like, yeah, I like, I, I think there's a story that could be told there that could be very, very good. But even with that said, man, like I said, my, my heart is with L.A. Knight. My head is telling me WWE is going to give this to Logan Paul. Um, I'll save yeah. that for later. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. If That's the only way I, I feel it would work is if Finn won, but Damian also won the money in the bank. If that, yeah. both of those things don't happen, then, yeah, it's it's not worth mm-hmm. it. Exactly. So, yeah, man. Um so, yeah, ultimately, I, I do feel that Rollins is going to win the match. But, like I said, there's there's that outside chance of – because, like you said, man, I mean, Finn – so, okay, Finn's going to take the L again here? Like, fuck. Um, I don't know, but maybe that's what the catalyst is. I don't know. Maybe there's even a thing of where, like, you know, Finn takes the L there, but Priest wins the money in the bank. And so who's the leader of Judgment Day? You know, I don't know. Right. So yeah, but like I said, I I think I think they're gonna give it to Paul. <laughs> like fuck. That's yeah. probably what's that's probably what it's leading to, man. Um, and yeah. we're gonna get to Logan Paul as well as L.A. Knight. Yeah, in yeah. just a second. So, um, in regards to the Money in the Bank ladder match, but yeah, man. It, but just to finish this off about the Judgment Day, this is fifty fifty booking at its freaking finest. They're looking yeah. dominant to start the show. And at the end of the show, they're flat on their back looking up at the lights. It's like, y'all, they're pumping up the Judgment Day. And all of a sudden, WWE Triple H is like, oops, just kidding. 50-50 booking, bitch. You know, freaking. It's it's just what they do, man. You know, because, again, this company just does not want to make anybody larger than life anymore. 
and they legit, you know, and they assault our intelligence to make, you know, to make us think that, oh, this makes sense. Oh, this is working. When in reality, it's not, man. It's doing nothing but harm. You know, I mean, I mean, harm these wrestlers and harm us as the fans just trying to get good freaking content. But, you know, yeah. it's just it's ridiculous, bro, because this <laughs> we, we've spoken so highly about the Judgment Day and the yeah. what could be of the Judgment Day. And, and it's just like the inconsistency. And it's not just with Dominic, you know, freaking Finn Balor and, and Damian Priest, but it's also Rhea Ripley. I, I mean, this yeah, woman ever since she's later, won. But yeah. Right. She, ever since she's won this Thailand mania, nothing about her has been important. <laughs> Absolutely fucking nothing. Bro, and, and it's a shame. Dominant female in the division right now, bar none. And yeah. since mania, like you had this nice, nice build to mania to have her win. And dude, we're going in on three months now and nothing. Like, what the Absolutely. fuck? Yeah. What are you doing with Rhea Ripley, man? Yeah. She's going to, it's another match with Natalia, Brian. That's exactly what it's uh, leading I, to. I don't get it. Like, dude, it's, she yeah. should be running through people right now or yeah. at least in some major, major feud, man. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, technically she is, but it doesn't feel that way because well, she's yeah, not, yeah. I mean, right. I mean, <laughs> what, what she had, you know, a couple matches with Natalia, a couple matches with. Or maybe Selena Vega, Zelina, right, right. But even then, they're they're not feuds; they're just fucking, you know. Yeah. I, dude, I, I just that that maybe more than anything in WWE right now, Rhea Ripley that may boggle my mind the most. Is out of everything going on, is how you've built her, you know, to win Mania, and how good she has been in in the in the um, Judgment Day. And yeah. playing, you know, the mommy role and all that, man. Yeah. And since then, so you, you have a win and do jack shit. Oh, what the hell? By the yeah, way, she's yeah, a top and she's a top merchandise seller, by the way. She's actually been in the top five over the over month of the month of May and the month of June. She has yeah, been no she has been in the top yeah. five. The top five has included, of course, Roman Reigns. You have Seth Rollins, you have the LWO, and you have Rhea Ripley involved in that top five, man. Because people yeah. like this freaking character, but they're not doing anything with it. She's in yep. nothing meaningful, you know? Nothing I mean, okay, all, the man. Selena Vega thing, okay, you know, I was fine with it for, for to an extent, Brian, because, okay, yeah. it's, it's her first title reign. You got to, you got to, you know, you know dip, dip your feet into the water, right? Okay, and then afterwards, okay, then we really get, really get, you know, get this, this title reign going here. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, 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 we're what now? We're about out now. So, we're about three yeah. months in. I was gonna say about three months in, and yeah. nothing, bro. Nothing has been relevant yeah. about this woman at all. And the Judgment Day as a whole, just to, on top of that as well. So, but we're yeah. gonna talk more about the Judgment Day moving forward, uh, especially with Finn Balor and, and Seth. Uh, but yeah, kudos to Seth. Um, sure, you know, sure. with, with drawing in freaking numbers from this past nxt as much as i don't like the gimmick as much as i think it's kind of uh, just a weird weird character because it just doesn't fit the babyface persona but hey fans like the character they know that he's a tremendous talent the match with with breaker was solid it was damn freaking good so major props and, to that and, you know with, with those ratings man i know they you know sometimes break them down into however quarterly hour hour like, I really hope a lot of those people, like, caught some other of those NXT stars in there, man. Because, yeah, know, you and I have mentioned, they've been one of the, the 
overall in the last you know few months they've been the most consistent there's a lot of good talent down there absolutely really absolutely for sure um but yeah no but ma- but major props to to Seth Rollins in, in that regard as well as Finn Balor because at, at least Brian like they're trying and that's the thing man you can tell that they actually and this is what's kind of sad about this show as a whole you can tell they actually were trying that <laughs> I, I really believe that they were actually trying. There's times where they just put out a show and you can tell that they just don't give a fuck, but you right, can right. actually tell that they were trying to get something going with the show, but that's yeah. Paul Levesque for you. And that's freaking triple H and that's freaking Vince McMahon. And that's this entire freaking company as a whole. So, but Finn Balor, you know, they're trying to play like, oh, it's been seven years, you know, seven years, you know, you put me, you know, you did this to me at freaking SummerSlam, you know, you, you right. injured me and I had to be on the shelf. You know, Seth Rollins is like that. That's the Finn Balor that that's been missing for seven years. So I, I like the connection there, but still it's just, there's no, there's no consistency in regards to the build and right. just cannot Nothing, fully yeah. get that on board with it. Yeah. Um, I like where it could end up being. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I guess, you know, I guess we'll find out as the go home show for this Monday for, for Money in the Bank. And we'll cover that as well uh, yep. next week, you know, just a week from today um, or just this coming week, I should say, for uh, later on for Money in the Bank. So but let's get into our next topic. Our next topic is Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa made his uh, his glorious return, and it was good to see Tommaso Ciampa. It really, really was. If you guys watch yep. NXT as well, you guys know that this dude is a workhorse. This dude is damn freaking talented in regards big, to big feuds of, of Ciampa. with Absolutely. feuds with Johnny Gargano in the past, the DIY freaking tag team, and everything else as a whole, right? And this dude's been out, I want to say, for a good solid nine months, and he it's comes been, back. Yeah, and he comes back and he wrestles with the Miz for four minutes. He wins via the very tail ending, and that's it, man. So he goes away. <laughs> so I'm going to get to you, Brian, in just a second. Yeah. He goes away. So let me get this straight. He goes away for nine months, right? You would think, right, nine months that you're out, you would think that there's there's plans for Tommaso Ciampa to when he returns and say, okay, you know, when you when you return, we're going to bring you back into this in this way with this person into this segment. He just comes back winning a four minute irrelevant match with the fucking Miz. It's it seems like Tommaso and all of these NXT talents, they're always aligning themselves with the Miz. And I'm like, fucking why? It yeah. makes like I, I don't understand, Brian, like. The, the bar is just so low to now fans are also accepting it to where, oh, well, you know, we'll give it time. You know, he's going to give it like, first of all, you actually give this company the benefit of the doubt that they actually have something for this fucking guy. Come on now. If they if they would have had something for this dude, they would have done it day one. They would have done it that freaking Monday night on Raw and they would have got the ball freaking rolling. You got to get people from the jump, man, freaking intrigued, getting freaking captivated with this freaking dude. And they did not do that. He won a match. Okay, that's great. He should be winning matches. I understand right. that. But at the same time, you've got to make this dude, when he returns, make it like a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> he comes back after the whole Finn Balor attack from backstage and in the ring. So that was kind of an odd way to make him return. You know, that was it just felt like it was filler. There was nothing yeah. important about it. He just yep. beats the fucking Miz 
Like everybody in their freaking grandmother's basement freaking beats the fucking Miz. And nowadays, and that's no shade to the Miz. We all like the Miz. We respect the dude, but that's just, that's just the reality. It's, it's just ridiculous, man. You know? And then, and here's another notion and Brian, I'm going to send this off to you about DIY, right? There's a lot of people that want DIY to to reunite and and to take over the tag division. And I hear where those people are coming from. And I, cause I like DIY. I liked how it, it ended up, you know, going in NXT and how, you know, Gargano and Champa were butting heads. I love all that stuff. But guys, this tag division is irrelevant. They're going to form this team and do what? <laughs> they're they're going to hold on the tag titles within the next three weeks in an irrelevant tag division and do what? Right, right. So what what is it going to do for them? Like, how is, I mean, <laughs> of the OC reunited. Okay, how's that working out for them? The Street Profits, what, what the fuck are they doing? Exactly. Right? Hit Row, they came back freaking from NXT. They got released and they came back. What the fuck is Hit Row doing? They look, they're looking like clowns and they're in the fucking back in catering every freaking week. And if there are on television, they're getting freaking squashed in under two minutes. So what is it doing if they're going to form? Yes, we're all going to love it because we want to cling on to black and gold because it's Triple H running the show, but people don't understand that this is not the same regime as NXT Black and Gold. This is freaking hell, Triple H and Vince McMahon at the helm. This is a different regime. It's not yeah. going to be the same case, you know? Yep. Some people got to get a fucking clue, man. You know, I understand people like the team. It's, I'm not saying that, but you got to understand if they form this team and the, and that's, and I wouldn't be shocked, Brian, if that is the case, that, that, that it could happen, that that team in the future could form, but they're yep. going to do what they're, they're going to win tag titles in this irrelevant tag division. That's not existent. And it's going to yeah. do nothing for them. They're better off not even forming the team. And, but if you're going to do such, then have a plan and that's it. Yeah. So Brian, your thoughts in regards to all that. I know I ranted for about a good several freaking two to three minutes there, but your thoughts in regards to Tommaso Ciampa and, and everything as a whole. No, I'm, I'm super glad that he's back, man. Yeah. He's uh, he, you know, he was one of my favorites down in NXT when he was there. Um, you know, really like everything the guy does, man. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know what it is with lately with WWE and like stars returning from injury that they're, you know, big. You know, I would put AJ above Champa, but Champa's still, you know, he's a pretty big name in this business. Yeah. Um, but they've just, just like here, let's let's uh, throw you, you know, out out here in some irrelevant shit for a few minutes, and that's your return. Um, yeah. No I, care. I, why would you do it with with stars of this caliber i i don't know um so yeah uh, overall i'm glad to see you know champa back um you know and even you mentioned you know the diy stuff like you know you can go back you know two three four weeks even maybe like six weeks ago where like you know the diy would be back there or or uh what were they called the the way is it the way the way faction yeah yeah Mm -hmm. the way gargano Uh, was it Indy Hartwell, uh, right. Dexter Loomis? Yeah, that whole gang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they've kind of been back there and like hinting at like, oh, when he comes back, which uh, granted, there's still time. You could still do that. But like, you know, I don't know. You, you've been, you've already done that with the whole rest of the way. Then he comes back to face Miz. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, really where I, I would like to, in, you know, we talk about championships and, and whatnot. Like, you know, is it is it needed, whatever. I wouldn't say it's needed here, but I would like him to go uh, to, to take the U.S. title off theory, man. Like, I, I would like yeah. to see him in, in that spot. If you build him up properly, yeah. Exactly. I, I, I would yeah. be down for that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, because he's a he's a tremendous. I mean, I I mean, ch- to me, Champa is that talented to where I think he can pull off a tremendous heel and a tremendous yep. baby face. I mean, prove that Absolutely. in NXT. I don't know why he can't do the same thing on the main roster. You would think, right? So, yep. but yeah, so he has this match with the Miz, and, and like, okay, look, because here's the notion too, right? I mean, I mean, if you, if you want to have him feud with the Miz, that's fine. Just. Why at the st- why from the jump are they having the match, and he beats him in four minutes? So like, what's the deal now with Champa? It's just I I, I don't know what this there, did. Like before I'm sorry to cut you off. Like before, no, no, you're good. Here, didn't he have like a little a little thing where him and the Miz yeah, no, he was aligned. Yeah, he was aligned with the Miz as as like his. I guess you want to say like his sidekick or whatever the yeah. fuck. Um, and, and, you know, he, and he was getting solid TV time. I mean, he yeah. was facing people like freaking, I want to say people like Bobby Lashley, I think going, uh, going for that United States championship, if, if I may not add. Um, so yeah, I mean, so if they want to do that, that's fine. It's just like, you've already, we're not, nobody's talking about him. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. No, nobody's talking about him because yeah. the, <laughs> there's nothing to talk about with, with Champa. He comes back, oh, golf clap. It's great to see Champa, and he beats the Miz, and that's it. So yeah. it's just these returns, man. It's just it, it boggles my mind, and, and and just like how just how lackluster everything is. Yeah, absolutely. It's just it really, really is. But enough of that, man. We've <laughs> I think we've said everything we needed to say <laughs> in regards to Champa. Let's get it. But let's dive into the really juicy stuff here in regards to Monday Night Raw. And that is involving the Money in the Bank ladder match, as well as a returning Logan Paul. Logan Paul made his return this past Monday. You know, he's up on the ladder. You know, he's talking his shit. Freaking, and they were in Cleveland, Ohio. You know, so he's talking his shit on, on, the, on the ladder. He's like, listen, I will put, he's like, I will put respect on this great city's name. And he, t- he talks trash to Cleveland, the fans, all the sports teams. Like, I actually, again, man, I dig Logan Paul a lot. I, I actually really do. Um, I mean, obviously, of course, I knew him from YouTube and all that stuff. You know, I come from that generation of YouTube and all that, as well as, you know, social media, of course, and all that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he has picked up this this professional wrestling thing pretty darn freaking yeah. quickly. Yeah, um, so he's up there. He, he's up there. He's talking. He's doing his shtick. Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura. By the way, Shinsuke Nakamura has been speaking really good English as of late. Have you noticed that, Brian, when his, in, his, in his promos? It's like, what is going on with Shinsuke? I had to bring that up. Like this, Hey, props to, major props to Shinsuke, man. This dude's English is getting... Look, he, until he, you know, if he... Watch, he'll, he'll win a championship in the next year. Yeah. If he can, that's the language thing, man. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's getting... His English is getting better. I can see it. Yeah. I can hear it, so... Props to Shinsuke, man. Seriously, because I'm sure that's not an easy thing to do. Um, and then, yeah, so Ricochet comes out. Nakamura comes out. L.A. Knight, yeah, comes out from freaking uh, from, from SmackDown. Yeah, exactly. Let me talk to you. He goes out there and he talks to uh, L.A. Knights. You know, he's talking a ma- talking major shit. He's like, listen, you know, I see a guy in Logan Paul. He, you know, he's makes 
makes videos for 14 year old girls and he calls himself a megastar. No, no, no. Freaking love it, man. Uh, freaking absolutely love it. Um, you know, and then you have also have people like Butch and Escobar. So pretty much all the members from the Money in the Bank ladder match come out there. They all brawl. And you know, Logan Pauly knocks Butch's lights out with a freaking right hook and a suicide dive onto Ricochet and Escobar, I want to say. And then, yeah, Logan Paul is standing on the top rope on top of the ladder with a briefcase over his head. And he's standing tall. And that is your segments. For part-timers like that, like I, I just don't think they should be winning titles or winning winning like something like a Money in the Bank to, to get a shot at the world title. Um, you know, it, it just I'm going to take LA Knight here. Obviously, yes, I, I mean I am biased, you know, in that in that aspect. But fuck, dude, like this guy has gotten himself over pretty much on his own like you it's obviously like wwe was not necessarily and still is not necessarily trying to push this guy but the crowd like we are fucking responding to him because because he is connecting so why would you take that's this guy that has has earned it and made it and yeah gotten himself to this point why would you take that spot away from uh, you know it doesn't have to be la Knight. you could make the case for damian priest too like he mm-hmm. has definitely elevated his game in the last year and if, you know if something were to happen right now but bet- within the judgment day he could be the legitimate leader of the judgment day like that's absolutely um so that that's my only gripe with it like fine have him in the match you know he's gonna do all inspiring shit, no doubt. I, I guarantee you, he's oh, going to sure. have one, if not two, if not three, holy shit moments. For uh, sure, no doubt. Um, and there's and 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 I'm fine with that. That's that's and and Logan Paul in general. Um, I I I wanted to hate this dude, and, and I don't hate him. <laughs> he's done exceptionally well for what he's. In the short amount of time, the way he's picked it up, what he can do in the ring, I'm sorry. There there has been no outsider come come into WWE or any wrestling outside of, of Bad Bunny and Logan Paul. Those two stand alone with what they have been able to accomplish and the way they look doing it. They are bar none. Like so kudos to them. Absolutely. Um but yeah, I just think overall, Money in the Bank, man, like, dude, as as hot as LA, LA Knight is, as good as he is on the mic, as good, you know, he's not, I'm not saying he's, you know, the the absolute best we've ever seen in any of it, but he is damn good. And more mm-hmm. than that, he is one of the very few wrestlers who elicit a response, a passionate response from the crowd. Absolutely. So, God damn it. Why would you not have him winning money in the bank? Absolutely. But that being said, like, you know, my heart is is with LA Knight, but I think they're going to they're going to go with Paul. That's probably um, what they're going to do, to yeah, be completely honest yeah. with you. Um so he, here here's my here's my take on it. And I've had a few days to kind of really think about this because I've had people reach out to me, including people that follow this platform and people who follow this podcast to say, man, you know, 
I think Logan Paul is honestly the best decision with this Money in the Bank ladder match. Logan Paul seems to me like the best decision. And I'm just like, no is he really way. though? Is he, is he really? Cause listen, I understand the aspect of Logan Paul winning this. I, let's try, Cause I, I understand the envisioning of what could this lead to, right? Of course, in regards to, you know, Logan Paul and Seth Rollins, you know, they had the match at WrestleMania. So you can maybe tell somewhat of a story with that, you know, Lo, you know, Logan, it, it, it does fit his persona of him holding on to that briefcase. So I get it. I, I understand why people would think that way. I, I truly get it. But at the same time, man, first of all, <laughs> just to just to make a quick laugh here, I thought that we were supposed to qualify for these shits to to be in these to be in this fucking match. <laughs> Logan Paul just says, "Oh, I talked to officials, and now I'm in the match." Poof! Expecto Petroleum, you know, and what that was just freaking weird. So, but outside of that, I and I'm I'm completely on board with with you, Brian. Like, and when it comes to L.A. Knight. He has to win this thing. He, he, he just he just has to. Because um, Logan Paul, I, I am not on board with giving the briefcase to a guy that's hardly even a part-timer. A- and, you know, it just doesn't make... It's just not the right call for me. Because like you mentioned, this dude is over. LA Knight in, 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 the, in that aspect. This dude is freaking over, you know? This dude, I mean, you hear it every single week, the LA night chance, the eruption when he comes out there, you know, at this point, you know, when it comes to booking situations like this, you just have to read the room. You just have to, you know, you, you have to understand that LA night has the hot hand. And at some point, regardless of how we may feel about a character, whether people want to say LA night is just a knockoff version of stone cold and the rock doesn't matter he's fucking over you know it's just it does not freaking matter you cannot it is la night or freaking bust i'm sorry you have got to give this dude the freaking rocket and you let him freaking soar you know and and, and in regards to seth you know it's like oh well who does he cash it in on if he if he wins the briefcase well obviously it's going to be for the world title because i mean let's be honest the fact that Roman Reigns has this title still, you know, I, I'm not going to have his title reign end in a, in a fucking, in a cash in like stop. So that yeah, that's, that's right, completely right. out the window. Yeah. So obviously the answer is the world heavyweight championship, but who's to say that he cashes it in specifically on Rollins because right. when LA Knight, hopefully, hopefully he wins this briefcase, I would have him hold on to that shit for a good several freaking months Me too. because what's yep. the rush of him cashing this in on him. That's what I also don't, uh, I don't understand about this wrestling community. It's like, everything needs to be done. Like now, like within the next two to three weeks, like now let's get it done. Now let's have this shit breathe, bro. Like who's to say LA Knight needs to cash this in on Rollins, you know? And if, if I am booking this, Brian, right. If, if the move is to put the briefcase on LA Knight, which is the right decision, you know, where people want to say what they want to say about Logan Paul, that's fine. But I'm sorry, it's not the right decision. I'm sorry, it's just not. I would have LA Knight win this briefcase. Let him hold on to that shit for a, for a couple months. 
Drew McIntyre, and I'm not saying this is going to happen. Drew McIntyre comes back as a heel. He yeah. wins that freaking title from, from, from Seth Rollins, regardless of when that is. He has a nice little solid little run. Again, obviously he doesn't lose it within the next two to three months, but a good solid few months, not too long. He loses to whatever face is up next or next up on that list. And then you strike when the iron is hot. You have LA Knight cash in that briefcase and you have him win that, that, that said title. To me, that's 100%. what you do. Yep. 100%. You know what I'm saying? It, you it's just onto it for a little bit. Yep. Absolutely. Right. I mean, I just don't understand the notion of Logan Paul. And I and we know how great Logan Paul is. We understand what, you know, what could lead of Logan Paul holding onto this briefcase. And I understand it also fits his persona. I get all of that. But guys, we have when it comes to booking people, you have to read the room. You have to read the temperature of the room. And the right. temperature is screaming that LA Knight is fucking hot. Yeah. <laughs> that's Not that's only- just it. Not only that, like, isn't this whole fucking title supposed to be around the fact that it's supposed we're going to defend it every week or every, you know, fucking yeah. often? So you, uh-huh. you're telling me, so what is is Logan Paul like a full time WWE wrestler now? Is is he going to be doing that? Or are we just going to have two fucking part time titles again? Like, Exa- exactly, man. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> man. You know, listen, we like Logan Paul. He can come yep. back. He can have a match with Bad Bunny. I've been hearing rumors about freaking Bad Bunny. Freaking at SummerSlam. Dude, he can do I, that I, shit, I man. No doubt. Dude, Logan Paul and Bad... Fuck yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Seriously, right? Yep. Yep. You know, he could do all that shit, but he does not need to be holding on to a briefcase, and he doesn't need to be holding on to a fucking title. Could it right. be cool? Sure. But again, man, L- this is LA Knight's time. You it, need it to, people is. need to read the fucking room of when to, when it's needed for somebody to strap the rocket to, and that person is freaking L.A. Knight. I, I, guys, you can name me all the scenarios of how Logan Paul can win it and how he can cash in and win it. I don't care. It sounds cool, sure, but it is L.A. Knight or bust. I'm sorry, yeah. and that that's that's all I that that's all I can honestly say in regards to that. Brian, your thoughts in regards to all of that. No, I I agree with you, man. Um, like, no way a, a part timer should be winning Money in the Bank briefcase. Period. Um, absolutely not. Um, it, yes, it, it's by by crowd response. You would say you know WWE has got to go with with LA Knight here. Um, but I, I'm just. <laughs> I mean, how long did it take for somebody like uh, Daniel Bryan, right? Like, yeah. I mean, they, 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 you know, again, it's just that it's it's that inherent thing with WWE. If it's if if you're not their guy, like it doesn't matter. It, it almost seemingly doesn't seem like it matters if you go out there and get yourself over. I, I can even go back yeah. to uh, shit. What's his name? Um. Oh fuck! Uh, <laughs> Ryder, Zach Ryder, right? Zach Ryder, yeah. I Matt mean, Cardona, like him, right. Completely got himself over, and and WWE just was not having it, dude. Because they yeah. did not, you know. And I don't know, man. I feel and like that's they the thing, man. The foot for that, I, and I, that's I the thing, man. I don't expect because here's the thing: he could, L.A. Knight could be a a favorite or one of the odds-on favorites to win this thing. Yep. But I'm with you, dude. 
I don't expect LA Knight to win this briefcase, unfortunately. No. No. I don't because we mentioned this as well. Like, if you are not a part of the WWE machine, if they did not create you, if they did not mold you into the character that you are, they are you are not gonna be the guy. You are not gonna be the the gal, whatever, <laughs> female division, male division, uh, yep, absolutely. Main, it doesn't it doesn't matter, right, man. In the female division as well, absolutely, right? Exactly. You know, I mean we go Flair's bullshit. Like Exa- exactly, man. Exactly. We went down the list of people, people like freaking AJ Styles. Sure, he had a nice little title reign with the WWE championship, but he's never really been ever since he's got, he came, he came here years ago. He's never been like that guy. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's never been. No, absolutely not. I mean, he, his title reign was to give the title back to Cena to tie fricking Ric Flair's record of, I believe was 15, 16 world championships at that time. Yeah. It was 16, 16. So yeah. I mean, and then you have people like Karrion Cross. You know, you have people right now like Asuka, and we're going to get into freaking Asuka and Charlotte Flair when we talk SmackDown. Um, you know, the list goes on and on, man. I mean, in LA Knight right now is a perfect example. Even Absolutely. in NXT, even though he got a push in NXT, right? Even though people like Io Shirai got some pushes in NXT, it doesn't matter. They never molded them. You know, that, yeah, they're going to do some thing. creative, fun shit in yeah. NXT, Every right because it's NXT, they're consistent, they're consistent as fuck. Yeah, but on the main roster, man, yeah, it's again, man, it's a different, it's a different regime, you know. It, it, and, it, and that, and the regime is that if you're if you're not a Roman Reigns, if you're not a Becky Lynch, if you're not a Charlotte Flair, if you're not a Seth Rollins, this company does not give a fuck, yeah. you know. Look at Bobby Lashley, is a great example, too. <laughs> You know Bobby Lashley as well. I mean, how? I mean, I mean, what, 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 what has Bobby Lashley done? The dude is not even on freaking television right now. Yeah. You know, and that's, it's you know, just people. You know, people. Uh, you know, again, I'm I'm not necessarily in the spaces that you are. You know, as far as, um, you know, as far as like on a, you know, uh, just the social media, Twitter, right? yeah, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if people are comparing LA Knight to Stone Cold and The Rock. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's all, a thing now. First of all, kudos to fucking LA Knight. Because, I mean, to, to quote, uh, who was it? Uh, that's high praise. <laughs> that's um, So, yeah, well, I wouldn't put him necessarily in that category. Yes, he's got aspects of it. Absolutely. But, but that being said, if he is in that realm, in that ballpark, why the fuck wouldn't you want him to be one of the top guys in your company, you know? Mm-hmm. I, uh, uh, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, it's, I think, I think it's just the notion of fans. They just don't like knockoff versions of stuff, whatever that. I get it, uh, but I wouldn't say, uh, he, yeah. first of all, the rock, I mean, I wouldn't, I, I would say he's a little more comparable to stone cold than the rock, but even then it's just the fact that they can talk good. and. And right. And it's working. Delivered, you know? <laughs> it's working. Right. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, man. It's, it's just, weird. you know, it, it, yeah, seriously. And, and we'll talk more about it, you know, leading up to Money in the Bank. And, we're, and we'll talk about it, of course, when we talk about Money in the Bank, the show itself. Yeah. Um, and literally just a week from now, um, you know, Money in the Bank is this coming Saturday, a week from Saturday. So we'll talk more about that. Uh, this coming week, the go home shows towards right. money in the bank. So 
before we get into SmackDown, man, I, I have to say Monday Night Raw overall, man. It's just another, just another lackluster, redundant, just pathetic type of a show. Um, yeah, yeah, seriously, it really is. Nope. Decent start to the show. Yeah, there was hope at the start of the show, but out outside of that, nothing. Absolutely nothing. The same redundant six man tag you get at the end of the night. These are house shows, guys. This is nothing but a glorified house show. I mentioned that about a Monday Night Raw several weeks ago, even maybe months ago, and I'm going to say it now. These show these shows all end the same. That's yeah. it. They all end the same. There's nothing creative about how these shows end. We they all end with the baby faces smiling at the hard camp, saying good night, everybody. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Right, right. Like enough. Do that at a fucking house show. When you're on television, tell the fucking story. Make your heels. You know, if you're gonna make them lose and and make them on the receive on on the on the outer end of a feud or whatever of a match, at least protect them that they don't look like fucking geeks, man. I mean, yeah, the Judgment yeah. Day is just a prime example of it of everything that we mentioned about this show. It's just frustrating. You know, it's just it's tremendously frustrating to that to Tommaso Ciampa not feeling special, to now this Logan Paul freaking thing. Now fans just now are on the freaking Logan Paul bandwagon of him wanting to win this briefcase. I call that bullshit. He should not be winning this fucking briefcase. Nope. It is LA Knight or freaking bust. You had LA Knight say some funny shit, which was the honestly the most entertaining part of the show. <laughs> However, let's not but let's not forget this though, Brian. He is a SmackDown superstar. The dude shouldn't even be on freaking Monday Night right. Raw. I even, I like, you know what I'm I saying? Know. As much as I love to see LA Knight on the show, the dude's a SmackDown superstar. Why, like, at the end of the day, why is why is he and, and Escobar and Butch on there, on the show? And that's, and that's another thing why ultimately I, you could play a role in why he doesn't win. I, I mean, it's one of those things where WWE hasn't seemed to care in the past, so why do they care now? But it, it's just... You know, it'll be one of those excuses. Well, he's a he's a SmackDown superstar. How could he win? You know, I, I don't know. Who the fuck knows? Exactly. But exactly. I, well, no, I guess because they could theoretically go after any title. So yeah, mm-hmm. it could be either one. But yeah, we'll we'll talk more about Monday Night Raw next week, as that is the go home show next week. But yeah, guys, it's just another Monday Night Raw, another uh, another drizzling shits of a show. There's, there's no, there's no other way to put it, you know? And, and I feel bad for people who listen to this platform. Cause again, I feel like I come off as a broken record because again, it's the same show every week guys. And this is why we have had to change the, the, you know, the style or the reviews of how we have, how we review and dissect these shows, because right. the last thing that I want to do on this, on this microphone and this camera is to tell the same is to just review the same show because that's what this this is what it's been for for the test of time for weeks and months and I don't want to do that to people man I just don't so we're gonna save we're gonna save all the other bullshit and not even mention that in this show but those well, are pretty me, much let the me main give one, one quick shout out before we move yeah to go ahead SmackDown um uh Caden Carter and Katana Chance man um. I'm not yeah. generally a fan of, you know, the the flippy kind of, you know, wrestling, but I think they have a good mix. Um, 
Yeah. But man, these, these girls, dude, they, they got tag team champion, future tag team champion turned yeah. all over them. Like they, they are really, really and they were irrelevant in this show. <laughs> they even were too. I mean, they had what, it was like a squash match with who? I think it was, well, it was I, I don't even remember the, the match. And, DeVille and Green. DeVille and Chelsea Green. That's right. Yeah, they yeah. beat them. You know, so right, Chelsea right. Green and Sonia continue to look like freaking geeks. By the way, there was right. a funny, <laughs> speaking of Chelsea Green, there was a funny little a vignette, uh, right? a vignette of like, of TikTok videos. And Chelsea yeah. Green was like in, it was like a, it was like a POV of somebody scrolling through TikTok videos. And Chelsea <laughs> Green is like always in these videos causing chaos, getting kicked out of freaking getting kicked out of uh, a freaking what freaking uh, gyms and restaurants. She was like confronting somebody in traffic. Cause she's this Karen type. I freaking love that man. That's yeah, character that- development. Hey, but then, but that's the thing though. You, then you have her lose like a fucking idiot. And I understand you got to build Katana chance and Caden Carter. However, like they won. So they lost last week to, I believe it was Shayna and Rhonda. Right. They, they went toe to toe. And now here they are winning this week in a in another again, because just like the Miz, Sonia Deville and Chelsea Green, everybody just walks all over them. They just do. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right. That's just how they're perceived as such. So but again, what are they involved in? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're a tremendous tag team, Brian. I, I 100 percent agree with you they're, they're, the 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 potential in these women as a team is is just oozing out of them. You know, yeah. if you book them properly and if you give them a tag division, that's actually worth a fuck. But, but, but that's the thing. They're not, they're not in a tag division that's relevant. So I yeah. can't, yeah. I, I, I can't even really mention that much of them in that regard as well in the show. No, because I, yeah, they, I just want to give them a shout out. Cause yeah, I, I think they, no, they, and yeah, they, they deserve, they deserve that shout yeah, out. Yeah, shout absolutely. out to them. Seriously. Yeah. You know, we see the talent that's in them and they, and they absolutely. deserve that shout out. Absolutely. So but yeah, no, tr- tr- you know, tremendous stuff from them. And I, and again, I hope I'm wrong, but it, this company just doesn't, they doesn't, they don't give me the benefit of the doubt to, right. you know, to say otherwise. So, but enough about Monday Night Raw. I'm about to slam my head through a cement wall talking more about <laughs> Monday Night Raw. Let us finally get into SmackDown. So obviously the first topic, I guess we, I guess we'll just jump straight into it, is the Usos and Solo Sokoa. Um, of course, the bloodline, the bloodline yep. civil war. Is, is what they're calling this now. And Brian, we talked about this even last week of how I really hope that they don't rush this to Money in the Bank. Well, here we are, yeah, man. Yeah, they they rushed are. it to Money in the Bank, and here we yeah. are. So, and, and another thing I want to add as well, you know, of course, you know, the Usos come out, you know, they, they cut a decent promo. I mean, the, the connection with them, we, we, we've, we've said this about the Usos a lot, like, you can tell the chemistry and the connection that they have with yep. one another. They, they feed off of one another and, and they, and they deliver tremendous promos, you know, finally they're now they're getting the man. recognition <laughs> when they've done it now for, for over the span of a decade, they've been yeah. doing this, even when they were w- having the face paint and they were wearing the, the colorful clothes, yeah, you know, yeah, and, and doing the Samoan heritage stuff at the top of the ramp. They were always this good. They were, they, we always saw the potential oozing out of them. And now finally, finally, they're getting that recognition in this storyline. So it's really good to see that. So I can't say any more praise about the Usos because, I mean, if there were, at least for me, you know, and and Brian, I didn't come from your era, of course. I didn't see the Hart Foundation. You know, I didn't see the Rockers. I didn't see the British Bulldogs. I didn't see all these other great tag teams from the past, the Road Warriors, Demolition. 
But man, the Usos in regards to my era of professional wrestling, they are 100% in that top five category, along with like the Bris- the Briscoe brothers, freaking the Hardy boys, Edge and Christian, pretty much in that category for me. So yeah, the Usos, man, seriously, they they yeah. deserve all the praise in the world. And they've been they've been the talk of pretty much this entire company and this entire industry. So much props to them. It's pretty much the focus as of right now in the storyline has been now leaning towards Paul Heyman, you know, the Usos pretty much, you know, just uh, just speaking hypothetically, you know, saying, listen, you know, we can forgive, we can forgive you, Us, <laughs> right? Freaking Roman, because right. your blood, you know, this is what we do. But, you know, and, and they talk about Paul Heyman, you know, listen, if you follow a rat, you run with rats, they're going to lead to snakes. And the biggest snake of them all is Paul Heyman. That was the words of Jay Uso. So they're bl- putting the blame now on Paul Heyman because he's outside of the, of the circle, outside of the blood that right. is the, you know, the Usos and Roman and that whole family, you know, it's Paul Heyman that is, you know, behind everything. Uh-huh. So I like that aspect of that. And then at the end of the night, you had Solo Sokoa against Sheamus. Solo Sokoa backstage, he took out Rich Holland. So, you know, Sheamus is, you know, fighting for, you know, for his friend, you know, freaking Rich Holland, uh, you know, who got attacked backstage. So that was your main event. Solo Sokoa pretty much just takes out freaking Sheamus. Um, with a hip attack through the barricade, the barricade spot was botched. I wouldn't say it was, I can't really say the move was botched. I just think that, I I don't know if you caught it, Brian, but the way the camera angle was set up clearly freaking came nowhere close to hitting Seamus in the face. I mean, if you're going to do that, then you have to switch up angles in regards to views of the cameras and how people are seeing that at home. Because I clearly saw his day, like nowhere near did that freaking connect that freaking (laughs) hip attack connected to Seamus. But um, so Jessica, Jessica Carr calls the match off. Solo Sokoa is taking out officials. The Usos come out, they hit the scene. The Usos take out Solo Sokoa. They're hitting super kicks, but it's but it's a scene where Solo Sokoa they're multiple they're hitting multiple super kicks, but Solo Sokoa it's like that you know take, trying to take out like the big man where it takes multiple blows to take to finally take him off his feet. So I like that little I like that little sense of the of the segment there. Like it's really taking this amount of effort to take out Solo Sokoa out of his feet. So I like that right. aspect of it. Um, and then yeah, frick. And there was also a part of the the segment where they went up for the splash so they did the super kicks and the splash i don't believe the splash was meant to happen brian if you went back i don't know if you caught this either but jessica carr is yelling in the ring after they deliver the super kicks they're yelling at the uso saying splash you can you can see her from the ring from the ring floor and they're yelling at the usos and they say to each other oh it's the splash let's go for the splash i don't believe that that was meant to happen Um, you know because i believe that they were short on time right they had some time to kill so hey let's set up for an uso splash and maybe you know kind of you know you know have another 60 seconds of airtime i guess or something like that i don't know but that uso splash to me just did not seem like it was meant to happen and yeah it was so (sighs) here's what i'll say and brian i know i've spoken a lot so far and i'll send this off to you in just a second to me, man, were there some goods? Was there good, and of course, in the promo and, and some aspects of the main event? Sure. You know, you had Paul Heyman. The, his facial expression tells the entire story. He's calling Roman <laughs> yeah, Reigns. Yeah. He's got that devilish look in his face. Is now this, the focus has now pretty much been on Heyman, you know, because it seems to me, and I, 
don't like this aspect either, that maybe Solo Sokoa could potentially be now on the side of the Usos as a babyface. Brian, I don't know about you. I'm not on board with that because I believe the way I'm perceiving Solo Sokoa, his character and his persona just fits so much better as a heel. You know, I mean, because Umaga, right? We talk, you know, he does a lot of heritage stuff for Umaga. To me, like Umaga was just, it just fits, man. Like the heel persona for Solo. So if if that's the route they're going to where now, you know, freaking Jay is now parted ways, Jimmy parted ways, Jimmy parted ways first, then it was Jay. And now it could be Solo following suit to where Romo's, uh, Roman Reigns is now on an island of his own. Uh-huh. I don't know. That's because, because you know what I'm saying? Like to me, Solo, his character just doesn't fit the baby face type of persona. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It's just, I, I don't know. It just seems very weird. But outside of all of that, man, just to me, just something was missing in the show. And once again, I, I mentioned this before about Roman Reigns, you know, when he's there, you know, you know, they finally want to put in some good shit, some good storytelling. It's just like, <laughs> why, why does, why do we have to put the storyline on hold? Because every time when Roman Reigns is not in the building, that's what it feels like. The, yeah. the storyline is just being put on hold to where, oh, Roman right. Reigns is going to come back. So that means some epic shit's going to happen. Well, why can't epic shit happen to when he's not there? Yeah. You know, like I, I just, I don't, I don't get that aspect because that's what it felt like. It, they, they're, the foot was on cruise control for this week. Let's just get to London. Let's just get to SmackDown, the SmackDown before Money in the Bank, and let's really kick, let's really get people talking for this final segment before the Civil War, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, that, that is that uh, tag team match coming up uh, for Money in the Bank. So that that's just my that's just my honest critique about it. Brian, I'll I'll have you I'll I'll have you express your thoughts about it, your thoughts about this the start of the show with the Usos and everything as a whole in regards to the Usos and Solo Sokoa and this this bloodline storyline being told here. Uh yeah, I really liked the opening of the show. I thought the promo was good. Um and the ending, you know, uh with the Usos standing tall, taking out Solo. Uh yeah, I thought that was good too, man. Um Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh as far as the bloodline story as a whole, yeah, I don't see um solo to you know go and face anytime soon like if anything even if they put the the you know the blame here on on Heyman or whatever make him the bad guy um yeah then i think solo right now okay so he joins the bad guys <laughs> like um because yeah. yeah i i think this is going because so they got so they got the match of money in the bank um so at Money in the Bank, I think I think Roman and Solo are going to win that, and I think it's going to be somebody. You somebody would think, the, right? A new, a new bloodline member is going to be introduced, so to speak. <laughs> like that's that's how it's going to the the match is going to be won, like because of some interference from somebody. Um, yeah, and this goes at least until SummerSlam. Uh, they're they're definitely oh, yeah. they're definitely doing this again at SummerSlam, which mm-hmm. at that point does Solo turn and, and you know side with his brothers yeah okay maybe could, but, yeah. but right now yeah he's he's yeah he's with roman and i think that's that's definitely how it should be for sure absolutely yeah yep. I, I mean you know it, it doesn't take 
it, it doesn't take somebody with a half a brain to know that Solo Sokoa as a heel should be the way you should continue his shtick. I mean, I, I mean, I see Solo and Heyman walking down the ramp, man, and I, that like that is a cool freaking visual. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, it really, really is, man. Like so, like you got the you know, Solo Sokoa. He's got the entrance and everything, and I love the fact that they put a lot of effort into Solo Sokoa. Yep. Um, just in that regard, just with the entrance, Paul Heyman is behind him and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, man, just, it just wouldn't be, it would just be weird to, cause then solo Sokoa, cause he's going to turn on Roman and then he's going to continue as a baby face. And I'm like, okay, it just, right. it won't, it just won't have the same feel as if he was as a face. Right. I mean, listen, there's people that could pull off a baby face and a heel. To me, Solo Sokoa's character just does not fit in that regard. It just doesn't. No, I feel um, so, but I mean, maybe they do this in a way. And, you know, we, Brian, we, we've always stated this about the Bloodline storyline to where they always do something to captivate us once again and to once again, you know, get us to believe like, man, can this story get any freaking better? Well, <laughs> every single right. time we think that they they up they up the antique with it and so here's another thing again I, I, there, because the story has been told so well for so many years there's so many routes you could go down like even you know this wouldn't be my my number one choice but you could even you know if you to play it out longer like since you know they say they were grooming jay you know to take over the uh the tribal chief position like yeah. okay since they left Okay, well now we're doing that with Solo, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, there's just so many, so many avenues you can go down with the storyline because it's been so freaking good for so long. Um, yeah, I just can't say enough about it, man. It it is, it is by far like. So I would say, obviously, for me, Stone Cold obviously is number one as far as the height of his character as his arc of his story. Um, NWO had a really, really hot pop, um, but faded out really, really quickly. Dude, mm-hmm. this this story, this Bloodline story has been the second best thing in wrestling that I've experienced long-term. Like, no yeah. question about it, man. It's mm-hmm. It's been that good, so... Yeah, however it goes, man, I'm down for it almost at this point. Because, again, this is the one thing that it seems like they they will take the time and the care and the effort. So I don't think this one story is going to – they're they're not going to shit on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. So – and you know, I'm sure we'll talk a lot about it next week as of you know, Roman Reigns. Once again, the tribal chief himself, guys, is going to grace us with his presence next week <laughs> yeah. uh, before before Money in the Bank. So I'm sure we'll have a lot to say in regards to uh, to SmackDown for next week's show. But let us move on into the show. And, and this is pretty much the last thing I do want to cover before we get into our top five list here. Um, obviously, of course, you had Asuka attacking charlotte after her match with lacey evans by the way there was a lot of matches brian that were that were taken off of the show and people including bailey and shotzi they were supposed to have a match with each other that match Uh was taken off i believe something i believe something involving cameron grimes was supposed to take place that got taken off so and this and this match that match with uh with charlotte and lacey evans was the replacement 
um, segment, I guess, if you want to call it, you right, know, when Oscar right. attacked Charlotte. So, I mean, it was no harm, no foul. I just wish that again, you know, with Lacey Evans, we can say whatever we want about Lacey Evans. I just wish that, you know, it's just, it's just a shame because, you know, I, I understand people want to get on Lacey Evans and rightfully so. If you're not a fan of Lacey Evans, I get it. It's just that I, there was a time, Brian, where I thought that there was a, a there was tr- truly a place for her, um, you know, yeah, sl- like right, legit. Right. Yeah, really. And it just seems like, you know, she's trying to do this Sergeant Slaughter shit with the salute and being a Marine and being <laughs> right, being right. a part of, you know, whatever. It, it's just and it's she's just another just another jobber. That's, I mean, yeah, she lost in like what, like not true. even, not even two minutes to char- to, to the queen, right. <laughs> to Charlie Flair, you know, I mean, she's, it's just she's so, big. but I, I want to save she's physical, like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's weird, but we'll, we're, we're going to talk more about uh, Charlotte Flair and Asuka um, next week as they're going to have that title match, the match that I am dreading about and the match <laughs> and the yeah. moment where I called, I I called this out weeks ago that all of this down the road with Bianca Belair's title reign, when she was holding on to that title, it was going to, it was going to end up for Charlotte Flair taking that title away from her. I still have that clip. It is on TikTok right now. It is on Instagram right now. And it, and so trust me, I, we, and me and Brian, as well as you as well, we called this out months in advance, knowing that this shit was going to happen. And now here we are. Yeah. Freaking in the month of going into the month of July in 2023. And, and here we are. So we're going to speak a lot about that match. So I do want to save a lot of that talk for next week, but I do want to sure, get sure. into the title, this title unification match. Oh, where do I begin, man? It's just like, look, before I say anything, before I go off, cause I am going to fucking go off here. I I'm not in the realm of people bashing Ronda and Shayna Baszler. I actually don't mind the tandem. I truly believe this tandem could be legit and legit could be fun and has a place in the company. Should they be holding titles right now? Absolutely not. It is not needed at all. And it doesn't need for them to be, they don't need those titles to be relevant at all. But here we are. And you put them in there. With Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, let me remind everybody, this is their second match on the main roster. Their second match. And here they are in a title unification match. This match that's supposed to be a big deal when it just doesn't. You know, they've been here for a cup of coffee and you try to pump them up for being in this title unification match. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of casuals and wrestling fans as a whole didn't give a fuck because they they just they don't like Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey and I understand that but they also don't know too much about Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. Right. So what the fuck are we doing in that aspect? <laughs> and 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 to make it even worse Brian, they fucking lose. And and they lose both members, both women in the middle of the ring simultaneously. I hope I pronounced that right. My my word and my verbiage is like going off going <laughs> off the rails here simultaneously there it is i believe there it is tapping out in the middle of the ring Shayna baszler locks in the carafuda clutch freaking ronda rousey locks in her arm bar and they're both tapping out and i'm just like what the what the fuck man yeah like if you're gonna make them lose 
can you at least protect them? Can you not make them look like a bunch of fucking amateurs? Like a bunch of fucking geeks? Like a bunch of clowns? <laughs> I, I, I mean, what the fuck are we doing with this with this division as a whole? And now they're now Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler holding two sets of belts, and there's really nothing to show for it because yeah. no one gave a fuck, and nobody asked for it. It doesn't make any sense. And then so and and to make Alba Fire and Isla Dawn feel more relevant, Raquel Rodriguez is out there. A raw fucking superstar is out there. Yeah. Why is she on freaking SmackDown? I don't know. Visitors pass, maybe. Maybe she's got it tucked into her freaking in her, in her freaking skinny jeans. I don't fucking know. But she's out there and she gets on the mic to say, Oh, I'm here because I want to challenge you guys for the titles that that we never lost. And Liv Morgan, she returned last night. And good to see Liv Morgan. And she goes out there. And again, she's also a Raw superstar. Both of these women are Raw superstars. I understand, guys. Like Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, they're holding the titles. Technically, I guess, whatever, they can be on separate brands. Okay, whatever. That's 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 outside the point. Liv and Raquel Rodriguez are Raw superstars. Are yeah. they not, Brian? Last yeah. time I checked, they, they are. Yeah. Why the fuck are they on this show? What are we doing? <laughs> Again, this company, once again, insulting our intelligence because nobody's because nobody's bringing it up. Nobody's talking about it. N- nobody's mentioning it. Like nobody mentioned freaking L.A. Night on Monday Night Raw. And, and I know why they did it, because they probably know in the back of their heads, well, people love L.A. Night, so they're not going to think twice about him being a SmackDown superstar and coming over to Raw. Yeah. Right. right. So we're doing the same thing with Liv and Raquel. And, and, and nobody wants to say a fucking word. And, and to set up, guys, what? A title match that we've already seen? A title match that Liv Morgan and Raquel are probably not going to win these titles? So w- what is the trajectory of making these t- of these titles? Are they going to defend them at what? At SummerSlam eventually? Or are they just going to push this to, to Money in the Bank? Hell, are they just going to throw this on, on a SmackDown show? Or a Monday Night Raw? Probably a Monday Night Raw. Because they're probably smack. I mean, they, they're. I'm sure this company is going to try to make somewhat of sense of this brand split. I use that term brand split yeah. very loosely. They had a draft, James. <laughs> yeah, like they had this draft, right? <laughs> they had a draft, and you would think that there would be some prestige about the draft. No, there's. Yeah. We're either showing up with visitors passes, or we're just showing up to be. You know, because like AJ Styles just showed up to Monday Night Raw. I just wanted to congratulate you, Seth. I know I'm supposed to be on SmackDown, but I just wanted to come here and congratulate you. What the fuck, man? Did, do we not care? Yeah. Like, where is the fuck? Oh my god, man! I just I can't do this anymore. I can't. Brian, I I spoke I spoke heavily about this, so I'm going to pass this on to you. Your thoughts about this women's this title unification match with these women? Yeah, I just don't understand why are we unifying unifying the titles? I why? <laughs> because oh, yeah, yeah, here, it, well, to cut you off, Brian. Sorry, and to, sorry to cut you off because they know that they fucked up for having these women being drafted with the fucking NXT titles. Yeah, right. So what what's a lazy way and what's a you know the most easy way to to solve this issue? Let's just unify the titles. That's why. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's. 
So big picture, yeah. So they've been up there for a couple weeks as NXT champions. So now they're no longer NXT champions, and they're nobody is NXT champion because the only tag champions are Shayna and Ronda. Um, I I don't know, man. I mean, just this. The, yeah, I, I mean they they obviously don't care. I I'm I'm was so originally down for. Like before, you know, Baszler got injured. <clears throat> I think it was at that pay per view. I can't remember which one it was, but uh, even back then, man, I mean, this could be a really, really dominant tag team. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but they, uh, yeah, I don't think they really give a whole lot of shits about the tag team division no. in general, and even more so in the women's tag team division. Um. I don't know. I mean, it, it just feels like it limits. So it just feels like to me, especially with NXT, like if you want to have one tag team champion for Raw and SmackDown, fine. But there should be an NXT women's tag team champion. You know what I mean? Like it just. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, th- that's just my gripe with it. It just feels like, well, that's just limiting opportunities for NXT stars. Um you know, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I'm really, <laughs> I'm torn because like even Alba Fire and and um, and Isla Dawn, man, I thought they looked they looked really good in the match. I thought you know that mm-hmm. I, I, I really you know the match overall was was fairly good, and I, I would say it wasn't bad. It I, wasn't I bad at all. The better part, I mean, it it, it wasn't Ronda and Shayna. It was Isla Dawn and Alba Fire. Yep. Did I get those names right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I yeah, you got them right. <laughs> um, like they were, they were the the better part of the match, in my opinion. As much as absolutely I like Baszler and Rousey, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it just seems like again. So now what? Rousey and Baszler are going to just be flipping from NXT to SmackDown to Raw and back and forth and. Yeah, probably because they have these titles, you know, and and that's just it just makes no it just makes no sense, man. These ladies, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, were done dirty last night, guys. They were done fucking not just dirty. They were done fucking filthy to place (laughs) them in the situation like within their it's bad enough that they lost Brian, but they're they're placed in this situation to where it's their second match on the main roster. Nobody hardly even knows that much about them, and you place them in this big title unification match because right. you desperately need to unify these fucking titles because you know you fucked up by having these ladies being drafted with the NXT titles. And, and, and yeah, so the, I mean, these ladies were done dirty. Hell. I'll go as far as to say freaking people who were taken off of TV today, people like freaking Bailey and Shotzi were done freaking dirty just yeah. to have what a freaking Charlotte flair, Charlotte just flair. to squash Lacey Evans. I, 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 I just like, fuck man. Yeah. It yeah. makes no sense. And this is why Brian, that people like Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet and Naomi walked the fuck out Absolutely. because of decisions like this. Yep. Right. This is why they these ladies walked out for decisions to have people like Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, which, which again, I don't mind these two as a tandem. I don't. If you put them in just, you know, in relevant creative shit that doesn't need to involve titles, I am on board. But unfortunately, this tag division is so irrelevant 
this company has forced his hand to do such. So they have these titles, which to me is just ridiculous, <laughs> and it's doing nothing for this tag division. And it is why that people like Sasha, like Naomi, people who care about women's wrestling, walked the fuck out. They took those tag yep. titles, yep. those said tag titles that Shayna and Ronda are holding on to right now. They placed them on John Laurinaitis' desk and they walked the fuck out. This is why. Not because they weren't getting their way. Not because they were forced to lose to other single. No, it's because they care about, they know their worth and they care about the women and, and this women's division in that locker room and the women's wrestling as a whole. Yeah. That is why. And it's decisions like this, Brian, that piss me off because I see the talent in Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, but most importantly, the potential. I see the potential in people like Katana Chance and Caden Carter over on Monday Night Raw. Yep. And 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 there's nothing to show. There's nothing to show to show for it because there's no care. There's there's nothing there's nothing about these ladies that makes you want to tune in to see what they do because they're in nothing relevant and they're in the same shit, the same redundant shit week after week after week. Yeah. And yeah. that's it. Agreed. So, and that's all I got to say, man, that's pretty much Friday night Smackdown as a whole. Um, yeah. Obviously you had, like I said, Oscar Charlotte with the whole attack thing. We're going to save that a lot um, for next week's Smackdown as we will, Find a way to cover that show because it is a big show, that it, that big title match. Or we could probably save it for the Money in the Bank review for that Sunday, but we'll keep you guys posted in regards to that because we do plan on talking about that SmackDown. Or I can't even say SmackDown <laughs> women's title. It's the, the WWE Women's Championship now that yeah, it's being yeah, called. Yeah, right, right. So we'll, we'll, we'll find a way to talk about this match um, you know, moving forward, coming into next week. Uh, but that is your SmackDown show. Just to me, Brian, very boring. <laughs> it was just a. I'm, I'm sorry. It was. It was. There was really nothing. Even even the bloodline. Uh, I'll be honest with you. There. Sure. Was it? Was there anything that was bad about the bloodline uh, segments? About no. But was it anything that was worth going back and watching? Like last week's segment? No. It right, just wasn't. Right. Yep. But but that's the problem. We have to wait for the tribal chief. Let's throw up the ones. Let's acknowledge our tribal chief to when he returns, and then we can come up with captivating shit. But when he's not there, no. Let's just hit the. Let's just hit cruise control, and that's yeah. just what pisses me off too. At the end of the day, so. But that is SmackDown, guys. Monday Night Raw and SmackDown are both done for this week. So now it is time to get into our top five wrestlers of the week. So. If you guys are new to this list, allow me to demonstrate the rules for this list. So everybody is free game. You know, any company from WWE, AEW, New Japan, Impact Wrestling, regardless of manager, hell, even a referee, whatever, whoever you are, it is free game to be on this list. It changed week to week. You know, we dissect it about who's getting, you know, who's getting pushed, who has the momentum, et cetera, et cetera. We, you know, we put personal bias aside and we have fun doing such. We're creating these lists. So Brian, I'll have you start with your honorable mentions and your top five. The floor is yours. Take it away. Take it away, my man. Absolutely. So uh, unfortunately you guys can't see me anymore, but um, I'll start with my <laughs> honorable mentions here. Um, I'm going to go with my first one. Uh, I got to go in tandem solo and Paul Heyman. Um, you know, just uh, Heyman's, 
you know, we've said it so many times. I mean, this dude is just a pro. He knows the wrestling business inside and out. Um, and how he is going to perform now that he has been called out by the Usos, I have no doubt. Like, you'll be seeing him in our top five, you know, far more often. Yeah. Because he's, Absolutely. he's going to deliver. Mm-hmm. Um, For and sure. Solo, um, you know, he's played his role, man. Um, I, I think he's looked look good both in ring and and even just the, the backstage segment where he i mean it was something a little simple but you know it, it just it, the story that he's in and the and the role that he's playing um is just it, it's one of the best in the business right now you know bar none um my uh second i'll kind of combine these two um because they were both uh, you know, n- not much to be said about them just yet. We'll see where they go. But um, uh, Miro and Tomasa Champa uh, both returning. Um, hmm. You know, I, I love love both guys. Uh, I've loved what they've done in the past. Um, man, I, I just hope uh, you know AEW and WWE respectively give give these guys uh, some good shit to work with, man, because uh, they. I don't know, man. They 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 both got it, um, and, and yeah, it's been uh, you know just just really excited to see both of them back. So we'll see where that where that absolutely. goes. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, my my next uh, honorable mention: um, Adam Cole and MJF. I'm going to combine them too. Um, you know, just they had a, a, a nice little promo this week. Um, you know, I I like the story. I, I, I like the story they're doing. I think it could be done a little better in different ways, yeah. but overall, um, it's one of the better stories in AEW and and in wrestling right now. I'd say so. Mm-hmm. I'll give them an honorable mention this week. Before and you go like, any further, Brian. Before yeah, you go any further, yeah. it's Adam. You got to say that. You got to say Adam Cole's name right. It's Adam, <laughs> Adam Cole, Cole, baby. Okay. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and uh, my last honorable mention, uh, Broad Breaker. Um, Yes, you know mm-hmm. we we mentioned him enough. Um, he had a good match with Seth this week. Uh, glad that Seth put you know got some some extra eyeballs over on NXT. Um, and, and like we've mentioned in the past, like this guy's ready to be on the main roster. Um, Absolutely. You know, I, I don't know at this point. Maybe wait till after SummerSlam. I, I don't know what the plan is, but. But dude's ready, man. <laughs> He's been ready. So mm-hmm, for uh, those sure. are my honorable mentions. Uh, my number five wrestler this week, Finn Balor. Um, you know, I, I don't like them taking the L, you know, in the six-man tag. But other than that, like, I, I like this new viciousness to him, this new, um, you know, determination or whatever you want to call it, little little tweak in the character. Um, and I think he has a legit possibility of, of, you know, taking this match at money in the bank. Um, you know, I, I still, I would say it's, uh, for me, probably like 55, 45 in favor of Seth, but you know, I don't know. We'll see. Um, so that being said, my number four is Seth Rollins. Um, nice, as much nice. as I, I don't, you know, I'm just. I'm not a fan of the character. I got to give it to him. Like, you know, he's been out there, you know, he's got the stuff with Finn Balor. He wrestled Braun. Um, 
so the guy, you know, and, and he's still, he's one of those guys where, you know, even, even though I don't, I'm not a fan of his character, um, I'll still watch him because it irritates me more than half the shit that, that WWE or AEW is putting out for that matter. Um, so yeah, he's my number four. Uh, my number three, uh, is going to be CM Punk. Um, again, not, not super impressed with his debut. You know, it was a six man tag. He cut a, he's cut a couple good promos. Um, you know, but, but that being said, like even the entire time he was out, uh, the dude was, you know, one of the biggest names in the wrestling industry and one of the biggest talks. So, um, he's back now. You know, he's debuted. We'll see where it goes from here. But uh, for now, I'll give him number three. And number two for me, and everybody says it, L.A. Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dude. <laughs> I love money it. Money in the bank's coming up. God damn it if you guys don't let him <laughs> give this this money in the bank to him, man. Um <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know what you, if, if you don't, like, I don't know what you, what else you want from a professional wrestler, right? This is what you yeah. want them to do, right? Right, you yeah. You want them to, to embody this character, to go out there, to get over with the audience, to sell the merchandise because you're over with the audience. This is what you want a wrestler to do. So <laughs> when they do it, fucking let him get the fucking prize, man. I, 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 I you know, and I, I don't mean to say it in like, let him get the prize as if you're just giving it to him. No, they, they've, they've earned that position because they've gone out there and done this work and got themselves over to this Absolutely. degree with your backing or without it, you know? So yeah, for me, it's, it's LA night, man. Um, and honestly, just for the for the sake of money in the bank and and what's coming up, I could have had him at number one, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, but for number one, I'm going to put the Usos. Um, still number one again for me. Um, yeah, I, I think they're going to take the L in this in this money in the bank match, but I think that's good storyline wise. So. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not expecting a win for him here. I don't think they have to win. Um, in fact, I think it's better for the story for them not to win, to, to, to draw it out a little longer, make it a, get, again, I, I think some more people from the bloodline um, are going to be, they're going to be involved before it's all said and done. And this might be a perfect opportunity to introduce somebody new to it. So we'll see, mm -hmm. man. Mm -hmm. um so again my my number five finn balor number four seth rollins three cm punk two la knight and one the usos very nice brian very very nice indeed and now it is time for your boys top five list and his honorable mentions of course let me get into my honorable mentions. Let me jump straight into it. My first honorable mention is Braun Breaker. Um, Braun Breaker, I mean, you know, for justified reasons for the match that he had on NXT with Seth Rollins, um, just showing everybody that this dude belongs and this dude is main roster ready. Um, so tremendous stuff from Braun Breaker. 
and just hopefully they have a plan for this dude. I really hope and pray and I cross my fingers that there's a plan uh, when he does debut on the main roster, whenever that time is. For me, I spoke about this last week. I think the perfect time is for him to debut the Monday Night Raw after SummerSlam. I think that's a tremendous way to debut the dude. There's going to be a lot of eyeballs. There's going to be a lot of people watching the show, a lot of casuals maybe looking to see if they want to continue to tune in to watch a certain wrestler. So I think that that's a tremendous way to book Braun Breaker for the main roster as such. My next honorable mention is Stax from NXT. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't know if you've been if you've been catching up with this Brian or not, but like this this storyline with Tony D'Angelo being locked up and Stax is trying to find the guy or the people that or the certain someone, the mystery person, I should say, of who ratted this dude out that threw him in jail, that threw him behind bars, and right now Galagus the. I believe those those are your tag champs being thrown into this uh, I- I- into this storyline. As this dude pretty much abducted freaking uh, one of the members of Galagus and threw him in the back of his freaking uh, into the back of his freaking tr- uh, truck, into the hood of the truck, and all that stuff, and drove <laughs> off. I just love that. I just love like the stuff of where that's going. It just it yeah. just it really feels like an actual story. Like I'm watching. Right like an actual TV series. It's like, it's, it's really good stuff, man. So props to Stax as he's pretty much been holding, carrying the load as of late, you know, Tony D'Angelo, they're trying to play it off. Like he's actually, you know, locked up, <laughs> which I freaking love as well. So Stax deserves that honorable mention And my next honorable mention or my next two, I should say, um, are Solo Sokoa and Paul Heyman. Um, obviously being the main focal point for this week. And of course, Solo Sokoa, I like I do like the fact that, you know, how he was portrayed, you know, being backstage, taking out Rich Holland. And even even though the Usos stood tall at the end of the night, it was the way they took out Solo Sokoa. Like it, it took a lot of effort to take this dude off of his feet. So I like the way he was booked there. And of course, Paul Heyman now pretty much being the you know, the guy now, like, you know, the people are now, the Usos in particular, putting the blame on him for, you know, kind of, I guess, brainwashing, like, you know, his cousin Roman and actually thinking he's this tribal chief and being the guy outside of the circle, which is the blood, the family, which is being the cause of all of this. So I, so Paul Heyman, and like you mentioned, Brian, and Paul Heyman is probably going to be in our honorable mentions in our top five, probably for the foreseeable future leading up to not just Money in the Bank, but also probably SummerSlam as well. So Paul Heyman and Solo Sokoa deserve uh, those honorable mentions. And my final honorable mention is Finn Balor. Uh, Finn Balor finally, you know, at least before the main event, and we spoke heavily about that earlier, um, you know, just bringing the pulse to Monday Night Raw, you know, attacking Seth Rollins from behind, attacking him backstage, you know, bringing the intensity and, and the electricity to a segment, you know, like shit just got fucking real. I like that. And, and that's the Finn Balor, you know, and we always talked about Finn Balor, you know, with the Judgment Day and how I feel like he's really, you know, fa- you know, found himself again with, with this faction. And I feel like he kind of found himself again this week, you know, just feeling as such at least yeah. before like i said mentioned the main event right um but yeah no tremendous stuff from finn and even though i'm not totally on board with this whole story i do like where it's heading and 
segments like this could get me more on board if that makes sense to everybody. You know, just because I do, I don't get on board with a with a storyline or a segment right away doesn't mean that this company can't get me on board moving forward. So in this sure, segment sure. with Finn Balor and Seth Rollins to start off the show as well as backstage did just that. Um, and now let me get to my top five list um, as a whole here. At number five, I have MJF and Adam Cole, baby, um, at number five. So look, there's, a, of course, a lot of ways where this can be really, really good. Or this could go just be just can go in a completely opposite direction and and be just really really horrible. Um, but hey, it is it's a story, right? Regardless of how we feel about this, it's a story. And AEW as of late has not told a whole lot of those. Brian, they just have not. Right. Yeah. Um, and and this whole thing with the blind team. I'm not, again, similar to the whole Finn Balor, Seth Rollins thing. I'm not solely on board with that. Can I get on board with that? Sure. They got a lot of work to do in, in regards to that. But um, but the whole seg, but, but them together, um, you know, there is potential there, if that makes sense. There is potential that maybe this could be, you know, not an absolute shit show, <laughs> right? It's just, it, it's just that simple for me, you know, and the whole, I did like the moment where Tony Shavani started speaking in the microphone and both of them simultaneously said, shut up, Shavani. <laughs> I freaking <laughs> right. love that. That, that was, that was pretty darn funny. So, but yeah, MJF and Adam Cole, what they did in that segment was enough to, to get in, to sneak into, you know, I was debating whether to put them in the honorable mentions or top five, but they just barely sneak into that fifth slot. And at number four, I have Logan Paul. Uh, Logan Paul is number four. Um, again, we spoke heavily about this just earlier, Brian. You know, uh, you know Logan Paul. And again, we like Logan Paul. We, 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 we've, he's done tremendous work since he started here. And there's no doubt that him holding the briefcase can lead to some cool stuff and stuff sure. that clearly makes sense. And clearly him holding onto that briefcase, you know, can work. And, and it fits his persona. And whether we like it or not, though, Brian, he has he did make a cool he he did make his return. People are talking about the dude. People are talking about this dude winning money in the bank. People want this dude for some odd freaking reason for him winning winning money in the bank. And that's why he's in this in this fourth slot because of the talk of him winning this briefcase sure. and the segment that he was in. And he did hold his own in that segment and he and he did very well. So props to Logan Paul for that. At number three, you guys already know. At number three, I have my man L.A. Knight. Yeah, at the three slots. Guys, I said it once. I'm going to say it again. It is L.A. Knight or bust. For weeks and weeks and weeks, you hear it from the crowd. Every single freaking week, this dude is over. The reaction is getting louder. You have to strike while the iron is hot. It is L.A. Knight or freaking bust when it comes to this freaking briefcase. You cannot, and I mean you cannot have a hardly, not even a part-timer, you can't even call Logan Paul a part-timer, yeah, hardly sure. even a part-timer holding onto this briefcase to win a said World Heavyweight Championship. Nana, as freaking my man, Lo as LA Knight would also <laughs> right. say. Nana, LA Knight, this is his freaking time. 
We have to read the room. We have to read the temperature of the room. The time is now to strike while the iron is hot and give LA Knight that briefcase. But once again, LA Knight continues to be over. This dude continues to be a fan favorite and for justified reasons. So LA Knight is number three. At number two, I have the Usos at number two. Um, Again, just tremendous segment that they had to start the show. A nice, decent promo. Um, and again, you know, even though I was expecting more in regards to the story with the bloodline, but unfortunately we always have to, we, we have to go, what's the word I'm looking for? We always have to really tell the story and captivate. That's right. To, to, to tell the story when, when Roman Reigns is there, unfortunately, but Hey, they held their own. Um, was it anything that I need to go back and see? No, but Hey, there's still the talk of the, of the wrestling world. They're a big portion of this company. They're 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 leading into a huge tag tag match, a civil war in just a week a week from now for Money in the Bank. So the Usos once again as a team, as they continue to once again prove to you that they are one of the top, if not one of the top rest, uh, tag teams in this industry. Um, they once again did that this week as they continue to be the talk of the wrestling world when it comes to this bloodline storyline. And at number one, the number one wrestler. Of my top five wrestlers of the week is Seth Frickin' Rollins. Yep, yep. I can see That's that. right, guys. Yeah. Seth Frickin' Rollins. And I hope this proves to everybody that I am the most honest frickin' critique, critic, whatever you want to call me, on in this fucking industry. I cannot stand this character. I never liked this character from day one. However, I can acknowledge the fact that this dude, this was his week. This dude outdrew the so-called king, aka CM Punk this week, in regards to freaking NXT, having a tremendous match with Braun Breaker, had a tremendous little segment. I'm not not tremendous, but damn freaking solid segment with Finn Balor. He had a backstage segment to where it definitely felt as such saying, hey, that's the Finn Balor I was looking for. That was the Finn Balor seven years ago. Welcome back, kid. Right? I I like it, man. That's yeah. little stuff. Little stuff like that can get me on board. And if they tell it properly, hell, that is going to be a match that I could look forward to. So, But Seth Rollins deserves his flowers, guys, regardless of how I feel. And this is the reason for this, for this, uh, for this list, man. Regardless of how I feel about a wrestler... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about our personal opinions. It doesn't matter about our personal benefits. It, it all comes down to who is, you know, moving the said needle as of right now for this week. And for for today, for this week, it was Seth Rollins. It was Seth freaking Rollins. Oh, but trust me, you're not going to hear me singing the song. You're not going to hear me harmonizing the song. You're not going to catch me dead doing that fucking shit. Nope. So, so hold your horses for that. But hey, I will give props to where props is due for Seth. This was his week, um, and he deserves that number one slot um, for this list. So at number five, I have MJF and Adam Cole. At number four, I have Logan Paul. At number three, I have LA Knight. Yeah. At number two, I have the Usos. And at number one, I have Seth freaking Rollins. And that is your boy's honorable mentions, as well as my top five wrestlers of the week. And that is that. What do you think, Brian? Not too bad, right? We weren't expecting that. I said that from before we got on the air saying, hey, I'm like, you, you're not going to believe who I have at number one. Yeah, well, there's your number I mean, one. 
Yeah, I had him in number. I, for me, he was number four for me. And yeah, I'm with you, man. I don't like his character. I, I don't like the fucking song. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I'll, yeah. I, if if a wrestler does it, you know, it is like you said, moving the needle is is doing some good shit. I'll give him the props, whether I like it or not. Yeah, absolutely. Now, does Seth Rollins continue this momentum? Well, that remains to be seen. Yeah. But for this week, Seth Rollins deserves his flowers and then some. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Ruthless Talk. I've already lost count of already how many episodes it's been for season <laughs> yeah, two. But again, another tremendous episode of Ruthless Talk. Hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure you guys hit that notification bell to stay notified for more episodes to come. Of course, with our new format, our next episode will be Thursday. It'll be Thursday as we will cover um, AEW Dynamite as well as Collision, which is actually going on right That's now as we are recording right now, this yeah. podcast. Uh, AEW Collision is going on right now. We will talk about that as well as Forbidden Door. Um, like I mentioned, guys, I, 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 um, I, I, I'm holding my word to it. Like there's not going to be a review show for Forbidden Door. It's just not going to happen. But we will talk about it. Um, if anything did does happen in that show, we will talk about it on that Thursday episode of Ruthless Talk when we talk about AEW Collision and AEW Dynamite and the fallout of Forbidden Door uh, for that Thursday show. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. And we will find a way to talk about Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. Of course, this is Money in the Bank, the, the week of Money in the Bank pay-per-view, which is going to be Saturday. Um, it probably, you know, we'll keep people uh, you know updated in regards to that. Um, in regards to a review in regards to Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. For the most part, as of right now, we will be having the Raw review and SmackDown review in this same style of format. will be Saturday, and then we will cover uh, Money in the Bank on Sunday. Uh, but of course, if anything changes, we will let you guys know um, ahead of time in regards to all of that. But again, make sure you stay notified. Make sure you make sure, you know, stay tuned for more episodes to come and make sure you guys stay tuned or follow our social medias. Make sure you guys join our Facebook group. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and TikTok. That is ruthless underscore talk. We have finally, we have finally passed the cusp of over 850 followers on Instagram. And we are now slowly slowly getting to 300. I don't know what that number is right now. I don't have in front of me. The last time I saw we was around, I want to say 295. So we're, we're right on the cusp of 300 followers on TikTok. So once again, guys, can't thank you guys enough Absolutely. for smashing that follow button and for, for being a part of this community, for being a part of this platform. If you guys know, we want to build a wrestling community that everybody can be proud of and that everybody can come together and, you know, just just be wrestling fans, man. Well, at the same time, wanting to see this this product, you know, whether it's WWE or AEW or any promotion, wanting to see professional wrestling as a whole get better. That is the end goal. That is what the goal is for this platform. So, Brian, your final thoughts, man, before we end the show. Yeah, big week coming up. I know we won't have a, a review necessarily, but, uh, you know, it could be some interesting shit. Um I don't feel like it's going to impact AEW too much with the Forbidden Door stuff, but, you know, it could be some entertaining stuff there. But, uh, yeah, next time you hear from us, um, I guess uh, either Money in the Bank will have already happened or be about to happen. So, I don't know, man. Um, Rooting for LA Knight. Uh, I I think it's his time. and, and, and look for something to happen in the uh, in the Civil War match, uh, the Usos and Roman and, and Solo. Um, 
so I, I feel somebody's got to be introduced here. So we'll see. Yeah. We shall see, man. Yep. We shall see. That is going to do it for today's episode, everybody. My name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And we are both signing off, saying salute. Peace out. And take care, everybody. Peace.